Welcome to ConExpo ConAg Radio, brought to you by the Association of Equipment Manufacturers with your host, Peggy Smedley. Welcome back to ConExpo ConAg Radio. My next guest today has a host of professional and academic experience as it relates to the construction industry. He is a licensed professional engineer and a certified constructor and teacher. Please welcome Mark Federley, Associate Dean of Academic Affairs and the McShane Chair in Construction Engineering, Marquette University, Opus College of Engineering. Mark, welcome to the show. Thanks, Peggy. Great to be here. Well, you know, Mark, we've known each other for a long time, and you know a lot when it comes to construction. So I have to ask, where do you see, because this is something we just love to talk about, where do you see the construction companies implementing all this technology really at the job site impacting it because it's a great discussion to have oh yeah absolutely and i do think um where you see leading contractors today relative to their technology implementation is how do we use technology to help us certainly meet schedules that could have only been dreamt about in years past but also displace some of the workforce that was on the job site and allow more prefabrication and modularization. In my mind, um, certainly the tremendous benefit is from a safety standpoint, um, but also helping meet more aggressive schedules, helping them um, reduce costs, and really using technology as a mechanism for allowing our clients to have um, better buildings faster and cheaper. It's always been that promise you can have one of or two of the three, whether it's cost, quality, or schedule. I think technology is giving the opportunity for those leading-edge contractors to get closer to providing all three on a regular basis and at the same time eliminating some of the what I would call embedded labor on the job site and as we have generations now of folks that have decided to go to college rather than learn a trade, the number of bodies we have available to build is going down, so we better figure out ways that those bodies can build in environments that they'd prefer to build in, meaning warehouses and those kind of things, rather than 32nd floor in the middle of a rainstorm. So that's an interesting point that you raise about the trades in, in what we're seeing at the job site. Does that mean we have to be concerned that we're not going to see the the right people at the job site or we're going to see better experienced technology driven people at the job site? What what's that profile going to be at the job site going forward? Well and and I think you're exactly right that what we'll end up doing is having higher skilled folks at the job site that can use their skills to install things that are now in larger pieces and chunks. And so you still need that um, expertise at the job site face, but what it does by modular, modularizing and prefabbing is really eliminate the number of bodies that we need that have those levels of skills because we can use um, – much less skill, whether it's apprentices or something along those lines, to do the build in a warehouse in a supervised environment that also is a much easier environment to control 
much easier environment to ensure safety policies are being um, followed and those kind of things. And so the skills of those folks are likely less to even significantly less than what they would have been had they been stick building it. Um, so we, we have that advantage. But you're also seeing um, most foremen on any reasonable job site today is carrying an iPad and figuring out how to communicate and have real-time data in real time, and that just is sort of an expectation um, as our knowledge of what that can provide to us on the job site adapts. Perhaps that means that designs are being done just in front of when the builders are building, not months in front of. And so if the schedules seem aggressive now, just wait till we figure out better ways to communicate because you don't need to know what you're doing next week till next week unless the materials are required to be ordered in time. But you know, if I'm only pouring concrete today in this area, then I only need to know what that concrete is for today. So it could be interesting to see where it all goes. And, I mean, and we're talking about those supply chains. So we know to, to bring our, our, our workers to a job site, if there's a storm somewhere and we've ordered lumber, we're able to see that real-time data information to say, well, we can't have those drywallers up because there was a delay, and they're able to see that information in real time, unlike ever before, you know, where you, you bring them to the job site, then you got to send them home. Now you're able to see that, you know, that's where those iPads come. It's so valuable right now, correct? Yeah, absolutely. And so you start, if, if we do have a workforce that is getting smaller in number, what that means is we need to deploy them as efficiently as we can to pull waste out of all our projects. And so you're exactly right. If you can imagine somebody getting a text message and saying, yeah, we thought we were sending you to this job site, but now all of a sudden we're going to send you to this other job site because material delays or whatever it might be, um, gets, gets rather interesting from the, um, it, the impact technology has on even manning a job that's very different from the old brass tags days or, you know, then they got into whiteboards and started sculpting crews and those kind of things. Now can we do that in virtual real time to maximize the productivities that we're getting on the job site? I'm not seeing any contractors do that yet, but um, who would have thought eight years ago that it would have been an almost requirement for a foreman to have an iPad <laughs> to manage the work that he's doing? So times are changing. So very that, that's very important what you say because think about it right now. We're, we talk about drones on the job site. Who would have thought we were going to actually be flying things over the job site? And when we say that, people go, oh, well, we're having a drone discussion. But really important contractors right now in GCs are looking at actually hiring pilots to fly those drones because it can be catastrophic if you don't. So now we're not saying it's just about flying a drone. But you better have someone who knows how to fly that drone if you're going to really use aerial reports because the value, it's very valuable to be able to know things and to save a lot of time. And, and you know that from what you're teaching and things you're seeing, correct? Yeah, absolutely. And so um, I would suspect where we'll see drones make the first major impact is in inspection processes, for lack of a better phraseology. And so whether it's civil engineers using it to inspect bridges or structures or whatever, we actually, I have a colleague that is um, going to fly a drone around 
the roof structure of Miller Park here in Milwaukee to inspect the roof structure and see if the drone can do as good a job as the professional engineer that had to climb up in um, the roof structure to inspect to make sure there wasn't any cracking and those kind of things. And so you can imagine doing that on a job site to do safety inspections or do quality inspections. Um, and there's no need to limit ourselves, but we better do it in a safe manner. And to think a 23-year-old project engineer who flies a drone around a park on a Saturday is the right operator of that drone on Monday in downtown major city. Um, I, I certainly can't imagine any risk officer of a major company feeling comfortable with that decision. And, and, you know, that's really important when you talk about bridges. What I really like when you mentioned that comment there is because we have a lot of bridges that and things like that and the expertise that we're going to be using that and so many other things. And I think what's interesting when you talk about that is I think when we talk about the job side of the future and what's so important in, and you talk about the training and you talk about the skill set that we're bringing out of schools right now is this expertise in technology that's going to be completely different of what the construction worker of today or yesterday is going to be completely like. And you're training those new trained students who are going to have this desire to know technology in ways we've never seen the contractor before. So construction companies are going to need to think about that because what you're putting out and what you're seeing is going to be these, these employees that are going to want to have the chance to play and use technology in ways we've never thought of in construction firms. I mean, wearables that are ways at the job site that is going to be different to help them be safer, more efficient, more flexible. Isn't that what we're talking about overall? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and I think it is also incumbent not only on the construction companies to recognize the way we use technology is just going to dramatically change because of the incoming members of the workforce, but also the incoming members of the workforce also have to push those companies into what, it, what are those next things that we need and um, how do we use technology in ways that isn't really automating back office type stuff, which is sort of where technology had spent a whole bunch of time in construction, to how do we differentiate ourselves because of the way we use technology and the way our clients hire us are probably going to be based on we've reduced costs, we've managed schedules, we've provided higher levels of safety um, by using technology. I mean, imagine, if you will, technology that stops things that could have been accidents from occurring just because of the sensors that they have on um, the bodies and those kind of things. You see the commercials today of automatic braking systems in cars that are um, certainly not high-end cars by any stretch of cost. And can we start eliminating accidents on the job site by having these sensors on construction equipment or whatever it might be, or on people that stops a person from getting hit because it sends a signal out to the brakes of a hey, hey Mark, vehicle. We're out of time, but I want to thank you for being with us. I hope you'll come back and talk to us soon. Great. Thanks, Peggy. All this was fun. All right, listeners, we're out of time. Stick around. We've got more to come to you right here at ConExpo, ConAg Radio. 
Thank you for listening to WS Radio. Improve your business and your life with useful information from experts and thought leaders. WS Radio is radio with ROI. You take your smartphone almost everywhere you go. Now WSRadio.com can be there too. Search WS Radio in the Play Store for your Android devices or iTunes for Apple and download the WS Radio application. WSRadio.com on your phone and in your ear everywhere you go. Download the WS Radio application. Do it now. It's very easy. WSRadio.com. Gotham Books presents Marriage Rules by Harriet Lerner. The book Martha Beck calls required reading for anyone hoping to interact successfully with any other human, not just for those in romantic relationships. Get your copy wherever books and ebooks are sold and visit harrietlerner.com to learn how to change your marriage today. The richness of your life is reflected in the shimmering elegance found at Dioloon Design. One-of-a-kind jewelry and pieces from Cynthia Dillon in silver and gold help to express your unique personality. The flowing designs of her creations will empower the way you move throughout your day. Join us online at diolundesigns.com. The National Academy of Distinguished Neutrals is an invitation-only association of over 700 of America's premier civil trial mediators and arbitrators, as rated by local litigators. The Academy's website is an invaluable resource. Firms can search for a neutral by case experience or region, and even check available dates for local mediators and arbitrators online for free. No referral or admin fees. Please visit the Academy at nadn.org today for more information. Small businesses are the lifeblood of America's economy. Every Thursday, SBA Radio interviews industry professionals and is dedicated to provide small businesses with timely insights and innovations. Visit www.sbaradio.us for details. In the military, things can change in an instant. The Navy Mutual Aid Association, we understand because it's our life too. That's why our dedication to serving the life insurance needs of our military veterans and their families is unrivaled. Navy Mutual offers superior life insurance protection without military service restrictions and limitations. A single focus on providing the peace of mind military families are looking for. That's what we do. Navy Mutual, ensuring those who serve. Call 800-628-6011 or go to NavyMutual.org. 